AOL country, this is Taylor Hall. Hey, this is Connor McDavid. Double team, got it back, score, what a beautiful move, and welcome back, Connor. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I'm Leon Dreisel. This is Jordan Eberle from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid feeds Eberle for the hat trick, he's got it. This, this is oil country. Wheeler to Myers, what a save by Cam Talbot, he got him with a left pass. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Ched. No wedding day smiles, no walk down the aisle, no flowers, no wedding dress. That night we went down to the Game night. The Edmonton Oilers, the San Jose Sharks, the Oilers home for a game and then back on the road to St. Paul, Minnesota. And then they finally get an extended look here at home. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex, Canada's largest Canon dealership, where their main goal is to save you time and money and provide true Alberta service. Check them out at digitex.ca. Digitex now has a massive supplies division where you can find paper and supplies for all brands of office equipment. Well, it's a Tuesday. That means Stoffer and Spectre for Horse Racing Alberta, HRA, proud contributors to the Alberta Lottery Fund, HRA, 7,000 horses, 7,000 employed. Speck will swing by at 12.30 after we have Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports on, as well as uh, comments from uh, Oilers head coach Todd McClellan, Cam Talbot, and the like as the Edmonton Oilers get ready to play the San Jose Sharks. I'll give you a complete rundown on the lines as well. Why did I play the uh, Bruce Springsteen song, The River? No. Sometimes you just want to play a song that you like. That's a great tune. There's no question about that. You can email us at oilersnow at 630chat.com. It's presented by Holmes by Abby. You can text us at 630-630. We are on Twitter at oilersnow. My personal Twitter handle, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan's is at Brendan Ulrich. And for podcasts of the show, go to 630chat.com slash podcast. It's the Edmonton Oilers. It is the San Jose Sharks. The Sharks winning last night 2-1 in Calgary behind a brilliant 47-save performance from one Martin Jones. Not sure if it's going to be Jones or Reimer starting tonight for the Sharks. Both have great career numbers against the Oilers. Here's what the Oilers are going to roll with in this game tonight against San Jose. Leon Dreisaitl at center with Taylor Hall and Patrick Maroon. Hall, last five games, has gone plus four. He's got two goals and four points. Dreisaitl, plus five in the last five games. He's got two goals and three points. And Patrick Maroon, since coming over in that trade from Anaheim, two goals, four points in three games, plus four. Uh... Lori Korpakoski will remain at least to start with Connor McDavid and Jordan Everly. Connor McDavid, six points his last five games, plus three. 22 points his last 18 games since the All-Star break. Everly, 18 points in 18 games since the All-Star break. Neil Yakupov, six goals, nine points, 12 career games against San Jose. We'll play with Mark Letestu. It's Zach Cassian. It'll be Anton Lander with Matt Hendricks and Adam Cracknell. Defensively for the Oilers, Andre Sekera with Mark Fain. Sekera plus five over the Oilers' last five games. Darnell Nurse leading NHL rookies in time on ice, 20 minutes and 34 seconds per game. He'll be paired with Adam Clendenning. Griffin Reinhardt recalled late yesterday afternoon from the minors uh, where he played uh, has played 27 games this year. 
for Bakersfield. He's got two goals, nine points, plus two. He will play his 24th NHL game tonight and will be paired with Adam Party, who since being claimed on waivers has had four straight games of 20-plus minutes. And stellar in goal, Cam Talbot, NHL reigning player of the week, 3-0 last week, 0.65 goals against average, .980 save percentage. He will start in between the pipes tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, up from the farm is Griffin Reinhardt and Todd McClellan had this to say and what he wants to see from Reinhardt tonight. Some consistency. Um, he's come up in the past and given us good games and then responded down the road one or two later with some average ones. And that's been, we've stressed that to him as an organization, not only here at the National League level, but in the American League level. Um, he, can, uh, he can give you some real good nights and then he's got to respond and maintain that. So we're, that's what we'll be looking for. But usually if you have a real good night, you come back and you feel good and you, you try and grow on it. So I think it's immaturity a little bit. It's um, adjusting. And uh, some guys, it happens quicker for them than others. And uh, Griffin might end up being a tremendous National Hockey League defenseman. It just may take him a little longer. And everybody has their uh, ripening stage, if you will. And it'll take, uh, we'll see what he can do now. He needs to assert himself more on the ice. There's no question about that. Reinhardt had this to say on where he is now compared to the start of the season. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that my, my better games that I play are getting better and I'm getting more comfortable, but I think that I just need to find the consistency and being able to do that. Um, I mean, I'll have a couple of good games in a row and then all of a sudden I'll have a little brain fart and, and then uh, go right back to where I started and have to find that level and, um, and try to play like that every night. Well, uh, Griffin Reinhardt's last game that he played for the Oilers was against the New York Islanders at 8-1 loss in Super Bowl Sunday. That would be the last time we'd see Honors Nielsen actually in between the pipes for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, he gave up three on ten shots that night. The Oilers were awful. The whole team was. But he went dash four in that game, did Griffin Reinhardt. Now, Cam Talbot has given the Oilers lights out goaltending. Here is uh, Todd McClellan on uh, Talbot's performance of late. Well, we feel better with him in the nets. Um you know you're you're capable of of overcoming mistakes and we make them uh but you're capable of overcoming them and and he's the last line of defense he's been tremendous for us so he gets us out of a lot of crap uh, and in turn i think that motivates and drives the players more to, to to try and do it right and have success the other way so it's a good mixture um we've given up a lot um you know a lot of shots on goal lately a lot of them have been on the power play we've got to stay out of the box this team tonight will kill us if we uh, continually march there. Um, and uh, But our best penalty killer has been Talbs over the last little bit. Cam Talbot uh, certainly helping out the Oilers' PK, which is now up to 16th in the league at 81%. They need to stay out of the box tonight. The San Jose Sharks have the fourth-ranked power play. They've had uh, basically that entire power play unit, Thornton, uh, Pavelski, uh, Couture, and Marlowe, and, uh, and then the big boomer from the point, Brent Burns, together for the last few years. Uh, to put things in perspective, the San Jose Sharks have four players with 20 or more points on the power play. Burns, Pavelski, Marlowe, Thornton. Couture's missed a bunch of games this year due to injury. Uh, the Oilers' leading point getter on the power play this year is Andre Secker. He's got 11 points. Uh, now, Hall has played the whole year. He's got 10 points on the power play. But the Oilers' power play has uh, it's been a major disappointment. 26 in the league. Let's not forget that last year, in the final three months of the regular season, the Emerson Oilers had the best power play in the NHL. Jordan Eberle has been uh, snake bit a bit of late, uh, looking to pick it up. Uh, in a little bit of a slump, uh, had this to say on uh, scoring and also playing with Connor McDavid. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the, the puck's not going in. I mean, it's nothing to panic. I think it's been five games, but uh, it's not for a lack of scoring chances. I had two, you know, prime wins in the slot the other day in, in, uh, in Columbus, and I had one huge one in in, uh, in Winnipeg where he made a great save of me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried at all. I know it's going to come. That's how it is. Um, I've never won, won to be streaky, streaky scoring, but, I, I mean, definitely there's hot and cold streaks. Yeah, I mean, definitely he's got that speed through the notes one I've talked about lots. Um, you know, he's able to make that tough play, but you know, when the more you play with him, um, the more you, you really just have to start worrying about yourself. I think a lot of the times you're worried about getting him the puck so much and, and um, you know, sitting back and watching. That you, you, sometimes you, know, you forget about your own game. So, um, you know, I, I want to be out there and making plays too and setting him up and, and um, doing what I do and, and creating plays, and, and, and that's just going to help both of us. So, um, you know, I've talked to uh, Lori, who we got now, and, and, and I've told him the same thing. I, I said, you know, a lot of times you just want to get him the puck, but sometimes there's other plays around it, and, and uh, sometimes you you, got, you you can't sit back and watch. you got to be involved. All right, that's uh, Jordan Everly, who uh, has uh, 20 goals and uh, 40 points on the season again tonight. will be with McDavid and Korpakoski. The Oilers' power play, by the way, just one for its last 22 over the last 10 games. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, no cough button here down at uh, Rexall Place. So, uh, and and to me, the Oilers' power play has probably been the one, th- you know, you take a look at the injuries in the back end, and Talbot has stepped up um, significantly uh, and, and helped bail the Oilers out a bit of late because they're going to have some challenges on the back end given who's not in their lineup right now. I mean, they don't have Oscar Clefbaum. Uh, he was playing their most minutes in the back end of 21-53. Davidson of late, uh, 10 of the last 12 games was over 22 minutes. He's out, and uh, he ain't coming back soon. Uh, they recall Reinhardt. They don't have Griba. So between Davidson, Griba, and Clefbaum, that's three of their top six defensemen. Uh, you factor in a depth guy like Ference, a veteran player. He's done, and, and so there's some challenges there. Talbot's been good. So I can, you know recognize and appreciate that uh, it's not easy for the coaches. Um, they don't have an elite power play defenseman type quarterback. Justin Schultz not developing that route. All that being said, again, they're 26th in the league right now in the power play, and they've got some skill up front. Um, and maybe they have a good run in the final 15, 14 games here, and, and they prop those numbers up a bit. But when you go 4 for 43 over basically a 20-game stretch, that's going to undermine any kind of success that you have. And so that's something that's going to need to be evaluated carrying forward. Um, and sure, you know, Peter Shirelli got the orders. It looks like Talbot's numbers would suggest since basically December he's been a damn good goalie, up around 9.30 save percentage. Um, they've got a couple bigger bodies that they brought in here that have changed the complexion to make up their forward units, Maroon and Cassian. Frankly, they've missed Pooley out a bit on the power play. He's been a good net, friends, uh, net front presence, good on deflections. Um, they need a, a power play quarterback type player, but still 26 given some of the options that are there. I think the coaches would be the first to admit that they've been a little bit disappointed in, in how that's all uh, transcended as well because they came from a place in San Jose where they basically had the second best power play in the NHL over the last seven years next to uh, the Washington Capitals. Speaking of the Sharks, Joe Thornton up front with Tomas Hurdle and Joe Pavelski. And uh, uh, Thornton in his career... 57 points, 52 career games against the Edmonton Oilers. Logan Couture, we mentioned the fact he suffered a lower body issue earlier this year. He'll be with Matt Nieto and Joel Ward. Joel Ward out of UPEI, 24-19 goals the last two years. Uh, Patrick Marlowe with Nick Spalling and Jonas Donsky. 
Uh, Marlowe, 36. Ward, 35. Thornton, 36. Uh, last night they played tonight. Zubris, 37-year-old left winger with Chris Tierney out of the London Knights and Melker Carlson. There's a chance we might see Haley tonight. They just uh, He's a depth, tough guy. Marginally, uh, marginal NHLer uh, may see some action. Mark Edward Vlasic on the uh, Team Canada for the upcoming World Cup of Hockey, plus 123 in his career. It's pretty impressive. He's at it again this year, plus 13. He plays 23-20. They've had him with Justin Braun. Then they have Brent Burns on the right side in the second pairing, playing 26-16 with the uh, Prime Minister Paul Martin. Brendan Dillon with Roman Polak, who they picked up from the Maple Leafs. And then it'll be... Uh, my guess is we'll probably see Reimer, who's 4-0, a 1.64 goals against average and .952 save percentage. The uh, San Jose Sharks have six first-round picks in the lineup tonight, three that are homegrown. The Oilers have 12, eight that are homegrown. The uh, Sharks has seven 30-year-olds, but five players 35 or plus years of age. Uh, the Oilers have uh, five 30-year-olds tonight. They've only got uh, one guy over the age of 31. Actually, they got four 30-year-olds dressed. Only one player over the age of 31, and that's Matt Hendricks in the uh, lineup. The Sharks, by the way, committed next year a uh, total of uh, $60 million for nine forwards, 5D, and one goaltender. The Oilers have 12 forwards under contract for next season, uh, and uh, 5D, uh, both goaltenders, and in, in around $63 million. So, there you have it. That's a look at the two teams. Do want to mention minor hockey season almost over, but there's still uh, time to salute your rink's home ice hero. Watch a video on the latest winner at atb.com backslash home ice. And the best pizza in the city still making it great. Royal Pizza, multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. 45-plus years for Royal Pizza, still making it great. RoyalPizza.ca staffer recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. Reed Wilkins from... Uh, Inside Sports, when we return on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. You can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers Now, email us Oilers Now at 630 Chad. Uh, this uh, 630Chad.com, this text comes in, what's the news on Clefbaum? He skated yesterday for roughly 10 minutes with his equipment. He is not back anytime soon. It's been a uh, tough set sequence for the Oilers to deal with not having Oscar this year. Uh, guys, I'm so sick and tired of your unjustified praise of Darnell Nurse. He's a liability who lacks hockey sense. Brandon Davidson's been three times a D-man as Nurse, and he gets no credit from you. Enough is enough. Uh, sorry, were we effusive in our praise to open the show, or did I just simply state a, a fact that Darnell Nurse was leading all NHL rookies in time on ice? Does that praise to you? Like that's a fact. Uh, I like Darnell Nurse. I like his gamesmanship. I like his toughness. There's been a lot of adventures in babysitting this year, and Brandon Davidson has been a wonderful story, and he will be missed in this Oilers lineup. Make no mistake about it. You can text us at six thirty six thirty. Bob uh, Andresito says, uh, "I listen to your show every day. Highlight of the day. Could you give a shout out to my pal Conrad, like Joseph Conrad? No, oh, come on. I don't know." Why would I do that? And one more text here. Just wanted to, to shout out to my daughter. It's her ninth birthday today. She's going to her first Oilers game tonight with her uh, papa. Happy birthday, Zoe. All right. I did that once. She's listening to Oilers now on her lunch break, probably. Right. Yeah, well. Okay. I think that's what the kids do these days. I don't know about that, Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. There was one more I wanted to get to here. Oh, here it is right here. Jay from the City of Champs. Hey, Bob. Good day to you. 
Bob, a lot of people talk and are saying to trade Nugent Hopkins this summer to get a top D-man. I totally disagree, says Jay from the City Champs. It's hard to get depth at center, and Nuge has gotten better every year. I know we need some change, but we can keep Nuge and use that number one pick for that. I like Nuge, and the best is yet to come. What do you think, Jay from the City Champs? Well, it's good text. I've had uh, two different organizations ask me about Nugent Hopkins since Peter Shirelli didn't pick him for the World Cup team. If you've listened to the show... You know my feelings. I think he should be on the World He should have been one of the initial 16 players on the World Cup team. I don't mind JT Miller as a player, but come on. Like, that that was a surprise to me. Uh, what about you, Reed? Were you surprised Nuge wasn't on that team? Yeah, I was a little bit surprised. But, I, I mean, I guess he's missed uh, now basically almost a quarter of the season with the with the broken hand. So yeah. uh, that affects it. But, I, but I mean, he has a better track record than some of the guys who were on the team, like Miller. But I asked, I asked Shirelli who maybe was a little more off the radar that made the team. And he said, well, JT Miller wasn't necessarily off the radar, but he kind of played his way on this year. And Shirelli likes the heavy game, and he singled that out about Miller as, as to why he was put on. Yeah, JT Miller last season, by the way, had 10 goals and 23 points in 58 games on a Rangers team that can move the puck. Take it for what it's worth. He's having a good year this year. He's got 34 points. How old is he right now? Uh, he's 22. New just 22. They're in the same draft year. Uh, Miller, 17 goals, 34 points in 66 games. Nugent Hopkins had 30 points in 46 on a team with a 26-ranked power play. He had 27 points in the final 31 games last year when the Oilers' power play was clicking. Now, those power play numbers are key. All right, uh, what, what do you want to hit on first? Well, I, I, I just want to talk about what what I would like to see from the Oilers over the final 14 games, because I, I, I am reluctant to uh, label them as having an identity change. I'm reluctant to label them as scrappy. I, I'm reluctant to label them as the new and improved Oilers. It's seven games, and it's seven games where in the six that you've either won or been close in, you have had otherworldly goaltending. Like the best goaltending the Oilers have had over that stretch that, that long, probably since Javi Boulin opened up the, what season was that? 11-12. season yep. and, and was was unreal he for the first nine month. He had a 9.60 save percentage in yeah, the first and they, 12 Yeah, and they started 9-3-2 and, and then only won nine of their next 36. So, hey, praise to Talbot. Good for him. And I do see a team that's doing a better job at taking care of, as Rob Brown likes to call it, the house, the, the collapsed area right in tight to the net around the blue paint. Uh, I just want to keep. I just want to keep seeing that before I can totally say this team has had an identity change. And if they do do it for the rest of the season, I, I wouldn't necessarily even label it an identity change then. But I would label it maybe an important brick in the foundation sure. that Todd McClellan wants. Yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of look at it the challenges they got in the back end right now, who they don't have going. And if they can get some wins together, to me that's a good sign. You know, like I don't want to be that. And I don't care where they draft. Uh, I, I will say this: If they draft uh, after after four, I'm caught. If I were the Oilers, if I was in Peter Shirelli's shoes, I would I would consider moving that pick. Yeah, first. but why, I, I mean, I, I guess I counter that, Bob. If you're going to trade four to get something really good, why wouldn't you trade one, two, or three oh, to I'd get trade, something possibly even better? I, I would trade down from one. I would trade down. From, I would trade. Two okay, but three. you wouldn't trade totally out of the first round then, because oh. if you're trading down. Yeah, you know, I, I still I, it would be know. hard for me to pass. Like you know, I talked to somebody today who's been a general manager in this league before, and he said there's in the span of the three years there's four number one centers coming through. Uh, the two last year with mm-hmm. David and Eichel, mm-hmm. uh, Matthews yeah. this year, and Nolan Patrick next year. And all Nolan Patrick's done is in the Western Hockey League, which is a league where you play a full schedule uh, over his last. Uh, 
17 games. Brandon Wee King Center has scored in 14 of them. He's got 20 goals and 38 points and has gone plus 24 over the last 17 games, and he's not draft eligible to next year. So uh, that's a guy that teams uh, might want to keep an eye on. we got to run here. we got to go. All right. Hey, thanks for letting me talk all over your segment. That's okay. All right. That's Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. Spectre's coming in after 630 Jet News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell.